Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. Samuel Leighton Dorr is a multidisciplinary artist and writer. His book of illustrations, How to Be a Big Strong Man, was released in August 2019. His first solo exhibition, Fragile Masculinity, Handle with Care, formed part of the 2019 Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras Festival. And he's currently collaborating on a whole bunch of brilliant creative projects. Also, public service announcement, he has a pair of truly amazing looking cats who he posts all over Twitter and Instagram, so you should follow him immediately. This story, which falls in the very popular queer stories genre of formative pop culture obsessions, was performed at Bleach Festival on the Gold Coast, where Sam lives with his partner and those cats. Enjoy. One of my favourite podcasts is called Los Culturistas. It's hosted by comedians and self-proclaimed culture consultants Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, who, at the end of each week's episode, ask their guest one important question. What is the culture that made you say culture is for you? Answers vary from guest to guest, with some citing Mariah Carey's early music catalogue and others opening up about their early affinity with figure skating. I love this question a lot. For one thing, there are no wrong answers. More significantly, though, I've always claimed that while my parents did a wonderful job in raising me, the late 90s and early noughties pop culture did a lot of the legwork. You see, as a kid, I was bullied a lot. I was pushed over and laughed at and pranked and taunted and called names. During one particularly awful period of primary school, the bullying got so bad that I'd often just tap out, running away from school at lunchtime. My mental health was fucked. I'd always been a sensitive child, I'm two part Cancerian, one part Gemini, but I was becoming withdrawn, anxious and depressed. My parents were worried, exasperated. They'd already put me in counselling, taken me to be assessed by different psychiatrists. They'd signed me up to group therapy, drawn up star charts and encouraged me to explore my my creativity at home. It was around this time that my beautiful dad began buying me a CD single from HMV every week as a reward for not running away from school at lunchtime. Positive reinforcement, I suppose you might call it, or a last resort. I was allowed to put in requests, too. One week was Eminem's Lose Yourself. Another was Emma Bunton's What Took You So Long. Then there was Kryptonite by Three Doors Down, Mary Mary's Shackles, Brackets, Praise You, What's My Age Again by Blink-182, Say My Name by Destiny's Child, Dad peppered in some John Denver and Enya, and suddenly we were cooking with gas. These songs, which ranged from feel-good bops to big emo bangers to country ballads, became the little lights at the end of each week's tunnel. SSRIs I spun on my discman on the way to and from school. Music was that for me an internal landscape to which I could escape and safely be myself. As I edged slowly towards double digits, the pop culture I consumed continued to expand, becoming a wonderland I could inhabit in a mind, body and soul kind of way. I'd save my pocket money and buy magazines like K-Zone and Smash Hits and TV Week. I'd carefully tear the posters from their stapled bindings, unfold them, blue-tack them around my bedroom. 
Then when I was nine, the Sydney Olympics happened and I was forever changed. Up until that point, I'd somehow not been told that sport was super gay. <laughs> Shiny coins to collect in the weekly newspaper, 11-year-old girls singing about southern stars as they flew from stadium rooftops in floral pink dresses, pretty blue lines painted all the way down random suburban streets throughout Sydney's inner west, signed me all the way up. I guess you could say that pop culture and culture had piqued my interest. Two years after the Olympics, when I was 11 or 12, reality TV burst onto the scene in a big way and further enriched my emerging sense of identity. Shows like Pop Stars and Australian Idol, which so generously indulged my love for pop music, introduced me to music from the 60s, 70s and 80s, while also letting me connect with other social outcasts like me at concerts and in-store signings. And then there were shows like Big Brother and Survivor, which indulged my growing curiosity for the male form. Suddenly, nighttime was for sneaking out of bed and watching adult men interact in various stages of undress. I'm not proud to say that some of the first penises I ever saw were on Big Brother Up Late, but also this story isn't about pride. <laughs> it's a story about Australian pop culture, and to that end, I'd like to share with you not one, but my top ten moments of culture that made me say culture is for me. Number 10, when Vanessa Amorosi held the final note of Heroes Live Forever for 21 seconds at the Sydney Olympic Games. She was a teenager riding high on the release of her first album and hit single, Absolutely Everybody, which could and should have been the anthem for Australia's same-sex marriage postal survey yes campaign. But the past is the past. One of my proudest accomplishments to date at as an adult, was starting the rumour that Vanessa Morosi was a gay icon, culminating in her headlining the Heaps gay vivid party last year, at which she arrived dressed in feathers and carried by leather twinks. Number nine, Osher Ginsberg asking Chanel Cole from the Bega Valley Shire why she should be on Australian Idol, and her responding, because there is a severe lack of articulate, brunette, size 12, flat-chested women on television. If he knew what was good for him, the second season of Ryan Murphy's TV series Feud would be based on the ongoing tensions between Chanel and, Ma and Judge Marsha Hines. When Chanel was eliminated from the show, her diehard fans started a tiny Woodstock-like music festival in Bega. I wasn't old enough to attend, but she did send me a postcard. Number eight, Casey Donovan beating Anthony Kalia in the 2004 Australian Idol Grand Final, being bullied by the media into relative obscurity, dropped by her label, taunted for her weight, and catfished by her best friend, only to win I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and emerge victorious as matron Mama Morton in the Australian production of Chicago. Underdog story arcs which take 15 years to play out in the public domain truly are my spiritual bread and butter. I've always said that conservative gays voted for Ricky Lee Coulter in 2004 and then gave their votes to Anthony Clear, while more progressive queers voted for Chanel Cole and gave their votes to Casey. While not down to a science, this is a hill I will die on. Some of the older women I befriended at Casey's first concert at Reeves VRSL back when I was 14, this year attended my wedding, and Casey herself sent me a video message. What can I say? I hate change. Number seven, Nikki Webster opening a dance studio on Parramatta Road, AKA my introduction to existentialism and the brutal passage of time. <laughs> From the moment I saw her sing at the Olympics to the release of Strawberry Kisses on CD single with bonus sticker sheet to the time I bumped into her at the Marrickville Metro Woolies, it's fair to say that I've always considered Nikki Webster with the vague fondness of a distant cousin. Learning in early high school that she'd become an adult, had children and started a business was perhaps one of the first time I realised that one day I would die. <laughs> Number six. 
only one of the hot identical twin brothers being chosen for ARIA award-winning pop star group Scandalous. I rarely speak about my preference for Scandalous to Bardot because I'm scared of being bullied by my own community, but it's a relief to finally have it on the public record. Number five, the Weaver family on The Amazing Race tapping into my defectiveness schema and making me root for a team of blonde conservative Christians, then inviting me to visit them in Florida. I was only 19, but they snuck me into a pub called The Rockin' Ranch, where there had been a boot scootin' dance floor shooting the day before. In the backseat of their four-wheel drive, I found a handwritten letter to God asking them to accept a homosexual into their home. Number four, Dean Geyer doing a front flip off stage during his performance of Gloria Estefan's Turn the Beat Around, right after I told a boy I loved him in the live studio audience. I didn't get a reply. Funny sidebar, Dean Geyer personally thanks me in the leaflet for his first and last album. I was 15 and didn't know how to do much, but I did know how to code a basic website and set up a pretty slick looking fan forum for him. <laughs> After Dean's first audition, I bought one of his domain names and made a little online community for his fans. Long story short, Dean's family weren't able to attend most of the live recordings, so he reached out and offered his family and friend tickets to me, <laughs> complete with green room access. Dean was a devout Christian and would later be the rumoured inspiration behind the song Untouched by the Veronicas. So we are no longer in each other's lives for ethical reasons. Number three, Olympic walker Jane Seville being disqualified within 400 metres of gold at the Sydney Olympics, then giving a talk at my primary school where the principal made her sit down and re-watch the moment she was disqualified within 400 metres of winning gold at the Sydney Olympics. Something which was clearly traumatic for her to re-experience, becoming a formative lesson on life not being fair and also the idea of PTSD, which I'd be diagnosed with 20 years later. Number two, Gold Coast beautician Chappelle Corby being found guilty and me taking the rest of the week off school in a completely baseless display of protest. Look, everyone has a messy favourite. I was recently interviewed about my love for Chappelle, speaking in pseudonym for reasons which in this moment seem pointless, for a friend's doctorate thesis, which means my 16-year fandom of a convicted drug smuggler has a space in Australian academia. My nana would be proud. Number one, Having one of my primary school bullies forced to participate in a two-person dance performance to Leah Haywood's Taking Back What's Mine at the annual school talent show. You might not remember Australian pop singer Leah Haywood. It doesn't matter. What matters is that in year five, I actually choreographed a dance to her hit single, Taking Back What's Mine. What also matters is that one of my bullies, a boy named Harry, was firmly encouraged to not only learn this choreography with me, but perform it on stage alongside me in front of the whole school, wearing what I recall to be matching quilted vests. And that's why culture is for me. Thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates and me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoy Queer Stories, consider supporting the project on Patreon. Even $1 per month helps me continue to share these amazing stories with the world. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.